Now, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! Today, Ted speaks to a most excellent hockey player, the current director of pro scouting for the Detroit Red Wings, and son of Gordy Howe, the author of Mr. Hockey, My Story. It's Mark Howe. Now, from Sports USA, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. With Hall of Famer Mark Howe. And Mark, uh, certainly it's been a pleasure uh, dealing with you throughout the years. And uh, what an interesting last uh, year or so for you. You have your own book come out and then your dad's autobiography, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I got approached uh, by uh, a guy who actually used to be one of the beat writers uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers when I was playing here back in the mid, mid, uh, mid and late 80s. And uh so uh jay approached me and yeah it was a hard sell it took him about six months to talk me into it and uh because i'm generally you know, kind of a private person that way but uh uh he uh he sold me on the idea of uh trying to do a book where i could kind of pay tribute to my parents and uh to you know a couple of good old friends like brad mccrimmon and different things and uh so that's uh that's kind of how i approached the book and yeah there's a lot of hockey stories and different things in there but uh there's also a lot of family stuff, and, and for me, that was uh, I think I, that's the best part of the book for me. I'm sure, and I, that's one of the things we're going to talk about a lot here is the fact that the closeness of your family is something I don't think a lot of people are totally aware of, and I think it makes it extra special just because your father is Mr. Hockey. A lot of people would think, well, you know, maybe it's not the close family, but you guys are phenomenal. Uh, well, yeah, I, I you know, I. You know, you have to, uh, you know, give thanks to, uh, you know, my mom and dad for that. I mean, they're uh, they're the ones that they brought us up. And they're the ones that kept us together. And like any family, and uh, you know, everybody has their squabbles and fights. And then Marty and I used to beat the living tar out of each other, <laughs> like all teenage boys do. And uh, you know, it's all part of growing up. But uh, you know, you get over those things. And uh, but even to this day, I mean, you you try to include each other in everything you do. And uh, and as much as you can. So it's, you know, as an example, uh, uh, my younger brother Murray, his, uh, his oldest daughter is going to be married this summer, and I'm pretty sure just about everybody from the family is going to be there. And, and everybody will plan their vacations, and you know, I, I know all my kids are going to be up there too. So, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, but it's something that was started. I, you know, a lot of uh, my mother growing up, she didn't have a lot of that in her life, and that uh, wasn't part of her youth. And uh, I think it was extremely important for her to uh, to establish a real sound family background, and and I think anybody that knows a lot of the Canadian hockey players and have been up in Canada a little bit, I think the family structure up in Canada is uh, as good as anywhere I've ever seen. So uh, having having uh, that through uh, through dad's bloodlines uh, between mom and dad, I think uh, that's what's made this family as close as what it is. So you have uh, the new book. It's called Mr. Hockey: My Story. Finally, a Gordie Howe autobiography. Why now, and what took so long? Uh, well, we uh, like so. It's kind of like my story. We're you know we're kind of private and uh, as family, and uh, we got approached a couple years ago, and uh, and especially with Dad getting up in age, and, uh, and and he's starting to have a difficult time health wise now. So we uh, we said, well, we better get some stuff in now, or it's never going to happen. So. Uh, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, we, you know, we tried picking his brain a little bit, and it was it was difficult some days. And uh, we're getting to the point now where it's it's extremely difficult. And uh, 
so we you know we got as much as we could out of him and uh, we used some of the some of the old stuff that uh, from my mom and stuff years ago and uh, they got a lot of information from uh, from all his kids and tried to talk to uh, uh, his brother and sister and different things so we're uh, so like I said my brother Marty was uh, you know the biggest part of the helping to put the book together and uh so i have any i i just got a uh, copy about a week ago but i've been too busy scouting hockey games so uh <laughs> i'm dying open to i i mean i just saw a little bit of it uh came across my screen so uh so i'm looking forward to reading it myself i'm sure you are i want to talk about the man as opposed to the athlete in your dad. Uh, what is the difference? Because a lot of times you'll see a player, he is what he is on the ice. But your father, to me, uh, from what I know of him and my dealings with him, he's totally the opposite. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So uh, I, I've, I've been quoted many a times as saying that uh, I, I know people that know my father because the people that know him, they never, ever talk about him being a hockey player. They always talk about just what a wonderful, wonderful human being and man he is and how kind and gentle he is and, and how he's just – and it's not, and there's nothing phony about it. It's, it's him. It's natural. And he just makes everybody – he has a way of making people feel at ease and uh, just – uh, you know, feeling so comfortable and feeling good about themselves, and uh, yeah, it's just. And, I, and I've always said that's a that's a certain act that he acquired. somebody gave him that uh, that ability, and uh, and he just he just lives with uh, with it, and he's so graceful about it. And, and and you're right. I mean, I I played on the same team for seven years, and yeah, well, there was times on the ice he was the exact opposite of that. So it's it's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, on the ice he was. I, I know he hates when I say this, but uh, he was the most vicious hockey player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but off the ice, I, I don't think I've ever met a, a more gentle, kind person in my lifetime. And being his son, with that the first few times you played with him, did that scare you almost a little bit? Like, wow, that's not the dad I know, even though obviously you'd seen him on the ice. Uh, well, well, no, I <laughs> At first, uh, like, and the most difficult thing was, uh, I know when he was, because he'd been retired for two years, and I know he played probably 50 alumni games each year, but they're still not the same. And, boy, I tell you, Marty and I were really concerned when he was trying to make his comeback in Houston and for at least two weeks, maybe three weeks. And then once he got, uh, once he got his stamina and stuff back, it was, uh, now it was, it was pretty incredible to watch. And I know you, you witnessed some of that and you were a part of that. And, uh, I mean, the way he played uh, his first two years, and you know, he was 45, 46 years of age. And he was the best player in the league, and it was uh, it was something to behold, and uh, you know, something that uh, I'll always cherish and and just admire. Because I remember when I retired at 40, and oh God, every day I crawled out of bed, I was in so much pain and agony. <laughs> and and I I know when I was my last couple of years playing in Detroit, I used to call Dad. I said, My God, how did you play till you were 52? And and he wanted to play longer. That was the amazing thing about it, and and he could have. Why do you think he wanted to play longer? Is it one of those things where it's such a passion, it's just hard to let go? Uh, oh, yeah, without a doubt. So, uh, I, I, And even you know myself at the end of my career, like I said, I was hurting so bad, and I was probably spending four days a week, two hours uh, on each one of those days in therapy and just trying to get through my back pain and my, you know, my feet were going numb and everything else. And, and I'd already been through one back surgery, and I was like, why do you do this? And I said, well, the only it's got nothing to do with the money. It's got nothing to do with it. It just has to do with the passion of the game. And, uh, you know, and then, I, like I said, I used, to, I used to ask Dad, I said, how do you know when it's time to retire? And his answer was, well, you'll know. 
And that was it. And I said, well, <laughs> I used to kid him. I'd say, well, Dad, that's like the dumbest answer. You haven't helped me one <laughs> bit. And, and I think it was maybe, oh, about five, six months after that, and we'd played a game, and I was driving home, and and I just didn't have the same feeling anymore. I mean, we won the game. We, uh, You know, I did my 16, 18 minutes in the, my reduced role as I aged, and uh, you know, and everything went good and uh, the way it was supposed to be, but I just didn't have the same feeling anymore. So I quickly got on my cell phone, called Dad, and I said, yeah, now I understand what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, pays uh, pays attention to ask questions and listen to your elders because they, uh, they've been there before. No question. How about the accomplishments of your father? What, is there anything that he has talked about throughout his life that says that was something special to him or when it was over, did he not really talk about his career much? No, he did. I, I know that he uh, he rarely, if ever, talked about hockey. I know he, you know, he always said that uh, playing on the same team with his two sons, uh, you know, just meant so much to me, to him. And you know, I heard in interviews and stuff. But like I said, as a family, uh, all the fishing trips. Uh, I mean, all the times you know, as a kid growing up golfing and. Because uh, I knew I'd never be dad at hockey, so I mean I strived really hard. I think it was, I think I was like 15 or so when I finally beat him in the round of golf. It was the first time I shot par, and uh, and the thing I admired was like, and he didn't let me win. Like you know we were tied coming in the last hole, and I had to beat him. And uh, but he you know he made you earn everything, but actually he just made you feel so good about it. And, and uh, but now he. Uh, Obviously, the most important things to him uh, in his lifetime were uh, were his family, and uh, you know, after mom passed, I mean, he's just uh, he's given so much time to you know to us four kids, and uh, you know, and with uh, with the grandkids and great grandkids, so uh, he uh, he he's just been an absolute wonderful example. He's been a better example as a human being and a father and. Uh, and a husband than he ever was a hockey player. Oh, I, it, and that says a lot from a son's standpoint. And, you know, uh, one of my first dealings with him on a regular basis was during the Gretzky watch when Wayne was about to break his all-time scoring record, and he was coming out to the West Coast and wanting to be there if it happened, and it finally did. And talking to your father, it was just amazing how it was such a fun part of it for him he wanted to see wayne do it it was no big deal and he was as gracious as they get yeah well that like i said he that's uh you know you've spoken with him you've been with him that's who he is and i i know he, there's a picture of dad and wayne from when dad was traveling coast to coast with eaton years ago and dad has a stick around his neck and yeah. uh you know and they just and, and wayne has been just as gracious and uh uh you know i just think there's been a uh, you know, when you when you talk about when you have your peers and different things and the uh, and the respect you have for each other, and uh, I know my dad has always held uh, so many of the players he played against and uh, with such tremendous respect, and and I know like even you know, if I go back five six years ago and we'd be watching a hockey game and and a lot of times that would he say that the players just don't have the same respect for each other, and and I kind of laugh because I you know and I know exactly how what he means and. But I said, <laughs> I mean, all the pain and the cuts and broken bones and bruises he put pe- people through. I felt like saying, well, you didn't show much respect there either. But <laughs> he, uh, you know, he just, uh, but just dealing, uh, being out there with Wayne, both he and my mom, it was, uh, it was great. Like I said, Wayne, Wayne's been, he was, he was great for the game of hockey. Uh, I, he's always shown a lot of respect. And 
Uh, and I think there's just been a tremendous mutual uh, friendship there between Dad and Wayne and, and my mother, for that fact. I, I like the fact that uh, Wayne had a forward in your book, which we'll get to in a few minutes, but I think that tells you something right there, how much he reveres your family. Uh, yeah, I think so. So I, I, I still laugh when uh, you know I tell people, I said, I'm the only person ever that I got to play three games on left wing when Wayne was at center and Gordy Howe was on right wing. So I was kind of the – and I said <laughs> – I'm kind of the unfor- everybody says, you know, who was the other guy in the left wing? And I got the MVP of the first. It was a three-game All-Star series up in Edmonton. And I got the MVP of the first game, and I got booed because they wanted Wayne to have it. But uh, it <laughs> what was, are you going to uh, do? Right? But what? Uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I tell people. I said the only thing I had to do that game was make sure, or those three games, was make sure my stick was on the ice because. The puck came from areas that you never, never, ever expect. It was like getting a Magic Johnson pass, and if you weren't ready, it was going to hit you in the nose. So, uh, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, and it's just, in my greatest, I guess, thing against was playing against Wayne. Just, uh, I said it was fantastic. I said as many times I was swimming and I looked like I was in a snowfield, and and I got embarrassed as hell. But uh, it was just an absolute pleasure. It's, you know, it's just fun to play against guys like that because that's. That's what makes the game so great. It's a challenge that, uh, and sometimes you don't succeed, but it's a challenge and, and the thrill of, of, uh, of the fight that uh, makes the game so interesting. If I say the uh, term Gordy Howe hat trick, what does that mean to you? And uh, how much has your dad even uh, brought that up in the past or people talking to him about it? No, nah, he never does. I, I would think a Gordy Howe hat trick would be uh, to spend a nice meal with his family and have a round of <laughs> golf and. Uh, go out and get some great fishing in so uh i mean like i said we've uh we've enjoyed uh so many things in our lives together and uh you know as father and son and uh i said i used to get a lot of time with my dad like i said when dad used to go coast to coast with eatons he'd spend a whole month going across canada and i would usually fly up oh about two weeks into it and then i i would just travel with him every day for two weeks and watch them go to all these stores and we get in fishing and golfing and stuff when they had a little bit of free time and uh yeah it's just uh but dad always the best thing i asked like when he finally started uh, and he took the money that he made from eatings and you know what he do with it he went and bought us a cottage uh, about three hours north of detroit and uh you know bought a little boat and you know, we were we we're water skiing and uh you know golfing all the time and it just uh He's always been. Uh, he's always done everything to uh, to make the quality of life of of his children uh, much better than what he had as a as a youngster. That's as good as it gets. Don't go anywhere. We've got more with Olympic silver medalist Mark Howe right after this on Sports USA. Thanks for calling Consolidated Credit Counseling Services. Can I help you? I sure hope so. I'm in debt. Is it credit card bills? Yes, I have two credit cards that I'm making minimum payments on and another that I'm behind on. I owe about $5,000. What interest rates are you paying? Between 18 and 22%. At that rate, it'll take over 20 years to pay off. Wow, 20 years? What Consolidated Credit can do is work with your creditors to lower your payments and reduce or even eliminate your interest charges. You should be able to pay everything off in three or four years. What do I have to do? Just give me some details and get ready to celebrate your freedom from debt. We're Consolidated Credit. We're here to give you freedom from debt. Call now for your free consultation. If I had known it was this easy, I would have called years ago. Call 1-800-699-5128. 1-800-699-5128. That's 1-800-699-5128. 
828. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunlight Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company, licensed by New York Department of Financial Services, and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. During his playing days, he split time between the WHA and NHL. But Ted Sobel's got him all to himself right now. It's more with Mark Howe on Sports USA. I always think of Gordy also as a total inspiration to a lot of people in and outside of the game. How did you see that from your standpoint? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. But I, but I do know that a lot of that uh, came from my mother. Yeah, I, Dad was the uh, Dad was the tool. But I think Mom was the uh, the instrument behind the tool that uh, she kind of she kind of fueled the fire there. And she was like I said, her her uh, child upbringing was uh, not what. Uh, you know, it was not considered, I guess, a great upbringing. And uh, not only did she, uh, you know, make sure that her her family was brought up the right way, but uh, she also made sure that uh, uh, there's so many people in life that uh, either were born handicapped, uh, had problems and different things, or uh, I, I, she always made Dad uh, take part in so many charitable things. I know for years in Detroit they, they were involved in the March of Dimes and, um I know uh, up in Canada now they they're, uh, they've been in with the Baycrest people trying to raise money and and I think going back to in the mid 1960s so much of what my mom and dad have done and and for dad to do it like mom kind of would point in that direction dad went but dad it's not like he had to do it he loved every second of it especially if there was children involved to uh, uh, he just loves being around children and uh, many times we're yeah, uh, there was I, not many. I said there was a number of times where I went with Dad, and he would just uh, he would call and he said, "Well, I'm in the neighborhood and I'm going to come out of the hospital," and he would just you know ask for a couple doctors and he said, "Look, you know, I want to come in and visit some patients and see if I can brighten their day." And he would go in and you know they they would and it would amaze me because I was at a you know young impressionable age, and, and uh, the doctor would come out and say, "Well, here's here's this uh, you know young four year old boy and he's he's got cancer. He's going to maybe live a week or so." And, I here I am just like totally aghast and what are you gonna say? And Dad would go in and within two minutes this boy would be crying, laughing so hard. Wow. And his family would be there and he want and that's just his nature and I and it's unbelievable. And sure enough you get a letter two weeks later that, you know, the young boy had passed away but that visit from my dad was the greatest thing ever. So uh and that's just and like I said, I I've witnessed it, I watched it firsthand and uh and like I said, that's uh, that's so much of what my mom and dad have done their whole lives. And how much has your dad enjoyed being a lifelong ambassador to the game itself? He, like I said, he accepts it just gracefully, but he just he is who he is. I it, I don't think it changed him one iota from uh, from the day you know I was born. And I remember him, and he's just just got a great gentle personality off the ice, and uh, yes. he. Uh, uh, and like I said, he just—he he just when you put him in a room with anybody, and he just—and uh, even today, I, I know with his dementia and stuff, people were saying, you know, four or five years ago, why do you still have do having do things? Well, if he just sits at home and he's stagnant, he his mind gets more—I think it gets worse. And if you put him out there and you put him, and it's almost like a light switch goes on in him, and he, it's like he turns on. And he'll come to life, and it just he can't do it as long as he used to. So you limit the time, and uh, but he loves it. He just loves being around the people, and uh, it just uh, uh, you know I think part of in the book I think that uh, you know Dad said he would love to thank all the people that have given so much to him through uh, you know for you know either 
cheering him on in a rink or just the people that he met, you know, maybe at a restaurant after a game or, you know, maybe having a beer in a bar or something many years ago or maybe somebody on a golf course in a golf tournament. He just uh, he just loves to be around people. I like the way you uh, said the way he can turn on. I think there's something about just because, maybe because he's a people person and that's the way it works. But I'll never forget the day I uh, surprised you by showing up at your uh, Hall of Fame election in 2011. And your father, you were telling me, you know, there are days that he just is not very open and we got to be careful. And he was like Gordy of all time that day. I mean, he was just amazing. And even you were amazed at the time. Yeah, he just, uh, and the thing that I, and I appreciate too with uh, so many people in the media and sports writers and all is, uh, uh, and they've been very respectful of that too. Sure. Uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, we will, we will let, let them have access to dad, but we ask them to, you know, kind of respect things because anybody who deals with uh, people that have dementia, different mental diseases, uh, sometimes things are said or done that yes. they're totally not that person, and uh, and you know, and those things happen at home once in a while, and you and you just boy, you pray to God that they don't it doesn't come out because somebody will misconstrue it, and uh, but now when when Dad was there, and uh, you know, I think it was a good two three hours he was speaking, and uh, and everybody came up to him, and we just let him go, we we just let him be himself, and. Uh, and everybody came up and just said, "Wow, no, he was—he did wonderfully." So, uh, uh, but that's—but uh, that's the pride of the man that's inside, and uh, um, you know, and, and I think that's what it is—is is there's just so much pride within him, and and he is—he is the toughest human being I've ever seen. I mean, uh, mentally, he's—he's uh, he's tougher than anybody I've ever met by a mile. Couple of minutes on your book itself. Uh... Gordy Howe's son, a Hall of Fame life in the shadow of Mr. Hockey. I like that. I think it pretty much tells you the whole book. You don't even need to write anything there, right? Yeah, I know. Why laugh? Because I said, well, the writer, Jane Greenberg, he, he approached me, and then we worked, and he had to sell me on it. And then once he sold sold me on it, and then we, he got writing, and he said, well, we got to think of a title. And he slid about seven or eight uh, titles by me. And I said, no, nah, none of them work. I said, just call it Gordy Howe's son. He said, well, that, I said, like, every time I get interviewed, that people say, oh, there's Mark Howe, Gordy Howe's son. I go, I said, that's my life. That's what it is, you know. So, uh, and I said, I dealt with it when I was a kid and, and uh, accepted it. And uh, and I said, look, far more doors open in my, uh, for me than closed in my face. So uh, uh, I said, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you could have been the son of many other people, but I, I don't think I could have ever been any luckier than what I was. Yeah, I think just the fact of how your dad is as a person made your life as Gordy Howe's son easier because a lot of famous people's sons don't turn out the way you did, Mark, and you know it. Nah, well, like I said, I, 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 so much, and like if you get a chance to read the book, I actually, uh, you know, I, I think in the book I, I, I thank my father for being the role model. Uh, I think even in the, my Hall of Fame speech, I, he just leads by example. Uh, of the type of person that uh, you know, I admire, respect, and and then you know I try to emulate myself, and uh, but so much of uh, who I am and uh, and what I became was uh, a lot of that. I I would give far more credit to that to, uh, from my mother because she was the one at home. She was the one that had to crack the whip sometimes, and and uh, yeah, I know you're born with uh, certain things and. Uh, but the best thing my parents did was, uh, no matter what either one of us four children wanted to do, uh, they were always there to support us. And yeah, there's times when you you know you deserved a little little crack here and there, but 
uh, it was always good things, always support. My mom used to take us to all the rinks and uh, to play all those hockey games all those years. And used to build rinks in the yards and so much. And uh, But they, and my mom basically is the one who kind of taught Marty and I how to deal with being the son of Gordy Howe and, um, you know, how to uh, yeah, more or less not try to live up to other people's expectations of you, but more what you expect out of yourself and push yourself to your limits and uh, and basically just do the best you can. And, you know, like I said, some days, uh, like I said, playing against Wayne Gretzky, some days some days it worked, but a lot of days it didn't. But yeah. if you were, you know, if you out and you gave it to you all, and you know, the guy's just better than you some days, and uh, that's part of what life is, and uh, that's a challenge. But, uh yeah, when you do, when you give it your all and you know you've given it your all and uh, you're totally committed to what you're doing, then you know, you, even if you don't come out on top, you can walk away with your head high, and uh, that's mostly what I learned from my mom. I'm curious how different it would be though when you hit the ice as a teenager. When about what age was it when you realized, hey, I'm not Gordy Howe, I'm Mark Howe, and I'm going to do the best I can uh, wherever amount of time I'm here. Yeah, well, I think uh, like I said, I think. Uh, and I was fortunate when I when I was a kid. Uh, you know, you're going back in the mid '80s when I was uh, 14, and I was uh, I was 5'11". I was 100 about 180 pounds at the time, so I was a big kid at 14. It allowed me to play against kids that were 18 and 19 years of age, and uh, and I led the league in scoring, so I knew I was a pretty good player. So it was uh, around that time or just before that I, that I I knew like in my heart, what I wanted to be um, when I got older, and, and that was to be a hockey player. And I mean, I, I always felt I was a good student. I tried hard at school, but uh, I knew it was just a kind of a, it was just something to help keep me busy until I became a pro was what my hopes were. And uh, so my mom was, uh, she spent a lot of time, uh, uh, I would say when I was 12, 13 and stuff. And, and plus every time we went to a rink, and when I say we, because Marty and I played on so many teams together as kids growing up. And uh, one thing we spent a lot of time in Canada, and, and uh, for one, we're all U.S. boys, so you know we took a pretty good ribbon up there. And uh, but then when you when you're Gordy House sons, yeah, you took <laughs> you got a little more extra heat than the other guys. So it was some, and you know we dealt with that from the time we were six, seven, eight years old. So uh, that, it came with the territory, and it was. Uh, there's some tough lessons along the way, and you know, I mean, sometimes it got hurt a little bit, but it kind of toughens you up. And uh, uh, but like I said, I I, I really uh, thank my mom for that more than anybody. Yeah, sounds like it. But how about dealing with success early on? Uh, a lot of people aren't good about with that. You know what I'm saying? That they're maybe they think it's easy because you're, you're a silver medalist. I think you were 16, right? And uh, for the U.S. Olympic team, and then Memorial Cup champ early on. I mean, th- that didn't go to your head, obviously. Uh, no, I, like I said, it's only the uh, when I know when I talk to some of the young guys. I know a couple times I've talked to some of the guys, even the American Hockey League, and. And I said, uh, you know, you, you start one year, and you the first thing you do is you're battling against your own teammates to to for the ice time, and who's going to be on the power play, and then you know, and then you go to another team. Well, the only then you now you have to battle that same battle again, and then yeah, and I said until the day I retired when I was 40 years of age, you you just battle to uh, just like there's no you can't can't get high enough, so it's. Uh, uh, you know, every single day is a work in progress, 
and uh, and your team's not going to have success unless everybody has that mind that same mindset because you're only as good as your weakest link, and that's a pretty true statement. So uh, so you need everybody committed, and part of being committed is although you're battling against the other time, there's a the other team, there's a there's a strong internal battle amongst your own team to. You know, say you're a guy that's not in the lineup. Uh, we got one or two guys in Detroit not in the lineup right now. The only way they're getting back in is if they they have to battle and they have to beat out the other guys on their same team. So, uh, and that's that's how I I always looked at life, and uh, and you know to this day, I mean even scouting. Um, you know, I when uh, when I first started scouting, the, I knew what the standards were, and I think I gave it about 20% more than what they asked for. And uh, and I'm even at a higher, you know, I've basically seen 150, 155 games a year now, and uh, there hasn't been any, anybody uh, in our organization that's come close to that. So, uh, you know, I, I push myself hard. It's important to me, and uh, and that's how I and that's how I approach everything in my life. So you, you uh, if anything, you try to relax and try to enjoy it. And and one of the reasons I still scout is I do. I love the game. I love being around the rink and the people and. Uh, but I push myself to uh, to the point where uh, if I do make a mistake, it's not because I didn't put in the time and the effort. So I mean, everybody makes mistakes, and it's part of life. But uh, uh, I will never make a mistake because I didn't, you know, I didn't give it my all. I wonder how gratifying it was for you the first time you were named an NHL All Star. Was that sort of I knew I could do this at this level? Uh, no, my. <laughs> Actually, my goals my whole life were, uh, well, like everybody, I wanted to win the Stanley Cup, and I wanted to win the Conn Smythe. So, uh, and I didn't I didn't achieve either one, uh, but uh, those were my goals. And uh, nothing short of that was, uh, was going to make me happy. So whether it be an all-star team or whether it be, you know, I won the Memorial Cup MVP and we won a couple of Avco Cups, and, uh, you know, we did this, and they're fantastic achievements, and, uh, played on the Olympic team where I like us. I, I was just uh, the young kid on the block, and I mean we had some really good players on that team. That uh, and I like I said I was just a small cog in the wheel. I explained it, but um, yeah, the uh, but my whole life I was I was striving to be the best, and uh, uh, I didn't quite make it where I wanted to be, but uh, I, I sure gave it my all to try. And finally, to get elected to the Hall of Fame, though, Mark, after that you didn't win a cup. You're Gordy Howe's son, but you know what? That makes it, I think, even more special that you're able to achieve that. Yeah, I think so. Well, all I know is I'm just I was so glad. I, I'm, I'm sorry my mom wasn't there to be to be a part of it because she uh, she was always so instrumental in me uh, in my youth and um, you know like I've expressed already. And uh, but to have dad there and even I think the next day I said, hey, did you have a good time in Toronto? And he couldn't remember what happened, but. It was so great because he was there for the moment, and uh, you know I just some some people said, "Well, I was great," and then you took the time to thank him. I said, "No, that's the only thing I did." I you know I thank a lot of people, and uh, I feel blessed to be up there. But uh, there's not a chance I would have been in the Hall of Fame if uh, if it weren't for a lot of people, and especially my parents. Well, congratulations on both books, and uh, it's pretty neat, though, that they come out within about a year of each other. It's something that, again, you can share with the family, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I know my younger brother, Murray, he's got an itch, so he uh, he's a, the head of radiology in Ohio, but he's he's uh, debating writing his own book. So he uh, 
he has his own different what I call warped sense of humor. So, uh, <laughs> but he uh, he loves to express himself. So uh, it might be it might be another Howl book uh, coming out in the not too distant future as well. But uh, yeah, I hope uh, yeah it's uh, like I said it was it was a fun process to do it, and like I said Jay talked me into it uh, doing my book. But the uh, uh, but it was fun, and you know it brought up a lot of old thoughts and. Uh, uh, different things you talk to different people and uh it was uh yeah it was it was uh it's it's fun to uh i'm i'm the kind of person i i sit and i look forward and the day's over and it's i look ahead to the next day and uh but it's it's fun sometimes to take a look back and reminisce and uh, a lot of a lot of good things and a lot of good people uh, i've come across in my lifetime mark i appreciate the time it's always special and uh please uh, all the best to your dad all right ted thank you Thanks for listening to Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! Tune in next week for another great interview with some of the biggest names in sports. Don't forget, you can follow Ted Sobel on Twitter at Ted Sobel Sports. Plus, you can check out our other podcasts from Joe Morgan, Jake Plummer, Lee Steinberg, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Fred Dreyer on SportsUSAMedia.com, PodcastONE.com, iTunes, and the TuneIn app for your smartphone. This is Sports USA.